to it all, including Baylor women's basketball, a, another setback with uh, with COVID-19, and the uh, game on Sunday is not going to be played. We'll give you details on that coming up a little later on. Uh, we'll talk some Cowboy football. R.J. Ochoa is going to join us, and uh, we'll talk with uh, R.J. from Blog of the Boys and ESPN San Antonio. He'll be here. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Baylor plays TCU on Saturday afternoon. And we'll talk with Drew Davidson from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, get his thoughts on Baylor and TCU. Also, Bryce Cherry for the Waco Trib is going to join us a little later on. So, got a full show for you as we get ready to uh, to rock and roll. And we say good morning to Ward White. Ward, good morning. How are we? Outstanding. How are you? Terrific. Ready to go? Ready to go. Uh, we do have – it just – I mean, we we're, we were just – Talking about Micah Parsons, and we'll get into that a little bit uh, later on, but Micah Parsons uh, has gone on the uh, COVID list for the Cowboys. <laughs> and it's str- not strange, but it, it it is different that we spend as much time as we do on a sports program talking about COVID because of the effects that COVID has had, not only on individual players, but teams and leagues. I know that the National Football League, for instance, is look. I mean, they have no plans to change where they play the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is scheduled for SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles in February, but because of you know, you you've got to have a backup plan and w- with COVID nineteen and you know what what if what if the state of California says, hey, look, they 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 implement restrictions such that they can they can't have fans in the stadium, then what do you do? Yeah, you better have a backup plan because uh, since Christmas Day, they've had 100,000 cases in California. So it, it, it's it's running rampant out there, and we all know that you know they're, they're one of the states that's likely to – them in New York are, are being hit harder than anybody right now, and they're likely to, to shut things down and, and, and limit – the amount of people in the stands, if nothing else. I mean, even if they do that, I think the Super Bowl would say, okay, well, we're 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 going to spin and move here. We're going to go somewhere where we don't have to limit the fans. Well, and I'm going to tell you right now, one of the places that they're looking at is AT&T Stadium. That is the first place they called. AT&T Stadium. Uh, so they're, they're fairly certain the Cowboys won't be in the game, so the stadium will be available. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but AT&T Stadium is – and you have to do your due diligence. I mean, you know, they don't want to move the game. I mean, and they don't want to take it away from uh, SoFi and, and AT&T, I mean, uh, in uh, Los Angeles. But, look, you got to have a plan in case in case it doesn't happen. Now, this will be the second time that SoFi loses the Super Bowl. They were supposed to be there last year, but Tampa Bay got it because the construction wasn't done. And so now if, if COVID hits them, that'll be two years in a row. So, uh not not good for the opening of the stadium. Nope, not at all. Uh, college football playoff. The the uh, the board is set to meet on Saturday, so they'll meet on Saturday, and we'll get into that. Uh, yeah, just reading some of the uh, some of the quotes from some of the board members. Don't look for anything to this, happen. This is not happening. No, this this is a waste of airline tickets and hotel and food money. Uh, <laughs> that's what this is. I can assure you. Uh, you know, Bob Bowlesby, the Big Twelve commissioner, said basically said he'd be shocked if they came out of there with 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 a uh, plan. So, 
uh, everybody has their own opinion, but at some point you got to circle the wagon and decide what you're going to do. If you're going to do anything, you may not do anything until after the, uh, the contract with ESPN is up. Now that doesn't prevent you from doing anything because I promise you ESPN would re would uh, renegotiate a bigger playoff program. Well, they jump all over. They it. would be square in the middle of it. So don't yap to me about the, uh, the the TV contract. But you are secured in that TV contract with ESPN if you want to just leave it alone. And well, I'm 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 incredibly disappointed right now because I thought that that was I I thought it was a serious conversation, and I don't I'm not sure that it is. Well, we're not in that room, so we don't know if it's a serious conversation. Uh, or, but look, when they, when you have people going into the meeting publicly saying, you don't, they don't think anything's going to happen. Well, guess what? Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. There's, I, I just don't see anything positive going into it. And you know, they're, they're satisfied with what they have and, um, they don't want to change. And so they don't have to. Yeah. And, and again, I mean, they may be satisfied or they may, or, or it may be I want mine, you want yours, and we can't we can't figure out what how mine and yours work together. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you're the Pac twelve, I mean, if you're the Pac twelve, aren't you on the top of the of the the table screaming for change? Because you're not in the party. I don't care if you're a power five or not. That, that's in name only. You 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 haven't you're, you're not participating. I mean, come on, uh, you're not getting you're not getting yours. I I, I don't. Get no, it. you're not. I don't get it. I don't get it. But and so we'll talk about that a little later on today as well. So we got a lot of stuff to get to today. All right, it's uh, seven oh six. Let's see what is going on at the Humane Society. We say good morning to Mike Gray. Mike, good morning. What's happening, buddy? Good morning, guys. How are you this morning? We're doing good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. How are our dogs at the Humane Society? How are we doing dogs, over there? Our dogs are doing great. Uh, we still have a lot of them. Um, but, uh, you know, with the holidays finally coming to an end and whatnot, and uh, Baylor students coming back in town and, and all this, I think uh, we'll start getting more dogs out. Um, so that's exciting. We have a lot of uh, really timid dogs right now. Um, which we'd love to see go into foster care. You know, timid dogs don't really uh, show well at the shelter. Um, you know, when you're you're scared and you're you won't meet people and you kind of go to the corner of the pen when they come to see you, it kind of makes it hard to be adopted. So, uh, typically, when those dogs go into foster care um, and they, they get out of that shelter environment, they kind of open up and show their personality, and uh, they get adopted much uh, easier that way. So it's kind of a cool deal. I, I was I was going to ask why. Are those dogs timid? Is there a particular reason? Uh, you know, it's just um, some dogs handle the shelter life better than others. So um, you'll get some dogs that have never, you know, been in such a crazy, you know, confined area where they're in a little kennel all day long with the 115 dogs barking at them all day long. And I just like completely shut down. And so the way I like when I'm showing these dogs to people, I kind of explained it. It's kind of like a car. You can look at the car, but this car has like no gas in it. So you can't tell how fast the car is. You can't tell how good the car drives because it's just completely shut down. So we have dogs up there that 
you know, like a 60, 70 pound dogs that try to hide underneath their, their dog cots. They're like, you know, two inches off the ground. And so they just crawl up underneath it and it literally sits on top of them. The, the crate, you know, the little cot does. Um, and so kind of once you get them out of the shelter, that's when you kind of put some gas in the car and you kind of see how it drives. So um, it's, you know, I've taken home quite a few timid dogs and they're, it's really cool to kind of see them come out of their shell and, and kind of see their real personality um, and then go get them adopted that way. Mike, cold weather coming back in, and it's here already, but it's going to even get colder tonight. Do you all still need some blankets? Yes, sir. <clears throat> definitely. Definitely need blankets, um, things like that. When we do have um, uh, hay um, that's set out in front of the shelter, uh, if anybody needs hay for their animals or their neighbors need hay or, or anything like that, you can get some uh, at 24 hours a day. You can come pick it up at, uh, at the shelter. At, uh, Brotherwell Brewing has a, a hay place that we have uh, hay storage out there as well. Um, so no cost, just go up there, grab some hay, put it in your dog's, uh, dog beds. If they, you know, uh, they need some extra, uh, warmth tonight. Hey, what is, uh, and I'm gonna put you on the spot here. What is the single greatest need for the animal shelter right now? Right now, I'd probably say dog and cat food and probably puppy food. We have, uh, quite a few puppies at the shelter right now. Um, we're talking like, you know, two, three week old puppies, um, so puppy food and, and dog food is always uh, the number one uh, need. All right. So where can they drop that uh, drop off those supplies? Uh, Twenty thirty two Circle Road, and uh, you can give us a call at two five four seven five four fourteen fifty four. Mike, as always, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much. Appreciate you guys. You bet. That is Mike Gray from the uh, uh, Animal Humane Society. It, 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 Ward. These animals don't deserve this. I mean, and it, you know, he was talking about the animals being timid and, and hiding. It, it, that's a crying shame. I mean, yeah, it breaks my heart. It, it's, that's, mm, it's tough. And, and again, they've done nothing wrong. Done nothing wrong. Nope. But uh, they're, you know, they're confined. Look, and, and we're thankful for the animal shelter. I mean, or, they do a great the, job over there. Or, or those animals would just be roaming the street hungry or whatever the case may be. But man, they are confined to a small area. They, uh, if you're looking for a, an animal, a pet, look, look at the humane society. Look, look at adopting. That would, uh, that would be, you know, and you know, and as he mentioned, I mean, you can, um, you can foster an animal just to see, Hey, does this animal fit our family and, and those type of things. So they'll, they'll work with you in that, in that way as well. All right. 11 minutes after seven. 7-11. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. Don't forget, coming up Monday night, it's the National Championship game. Bama, Georgia. Uh, and uh, that is coming up Monday night. We're going to be, we being uh, John Morris Show and the Matt Mosley program, those two programs are going to be broadcasting live this Monday afternoon to get you ready to go. They're going to be over at Coach's Smoke. That's 3.30 Austin Avenue in downtown to get you ready for Bama and Georgia. Uh, great food specials, happy hour all day long. And then when it's game time, guys, gals, and all who are interested, 35 big screen televisions to watch the game. Uh, I, I hate going to one of those deals. Hey, it's a watch party. Well, you're craning your neck to look around a pole or something to see one of the three TVs that's televising the game because – They've got something ridiculous on the other two or three TVs. Not here. 
35 TVs locked and loaded and ready to go with the uh, the national championship game, Alabama and Georgia. So join John Morse and Matt Mosley and the rest of the ESPN gang. I guess we can crash their party award. I mean, I'm assuming should be able to. They won't throw us out or anything. Well, not, I don't know about they're, that. They're not inviting us. I noticed that. I mean, you know, I thought after we tried to shame them a little bit yesterday that John or Matt or you know would would invite us to the to their party, but haven't haven't gotten that invitation as of yet. I mean, so maybe 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 to be in the mail when we get home today. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> Trust me, I'm not. So, anyway, it's coming up uh, at 3.30 Austin Avenue. It's Coach's Smoke. It's the big Monday night national championship watch party from ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We've had a cold front move through today, and that's giving us sunshine, but also windy conditions and cool conditions. Highs top out at 47 degrees. Clear skies tonight. It's going to be a cold night. We drop to 25 and mostly sunny, slightly warmer tomorrow with a high of 56. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back on the road in Big 12 play headed to Norman to take on Oklahoma on Wednesday. 5.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 6 p.m. tip-off Wednesday. This season, join Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm for Baylor women's basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Exergen would like you to know about an important study just released by the FDA. It confirms what the medical community has known all along. Non-contact thermometers are not accurate. The study also reports that they fail to meet FDA requirements for accuracy and labeling. With new strains of COVID on the rise, we can't afford to tolerate the rampant false temperature readings from non-contact thermometers. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. You need Exergen thermometers because they're accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure. Be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. Searching for popular jewelry at affordable prices? Do yourself a favor and check out Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of men's and women's gold, silver, and stainless steel jewelry, including rings, necklaces, chains, bracelets, and earrings, plus jewelry for the Western crowd and biker enthusiasts. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. 
Come join us. Helmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Helmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Helmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Helmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to helmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for a complete listing. When it comes to banking, you deserve the first. You deserve the first National Bank of Central Texas. Locally owned for over 100 years, we know this community inside and out. We are a bank on your side, and when you bank with the first, you'll have a banker by your side. Want to find out more? Check out bankingfirst.com or come by and see us at any of our six locations. That's the first National Bank of Central Texas. You deserve the first. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. Welcome back in. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. Ward, the uh, Baylor game, the Baylor women's game that was scheduled for last night, obviously was uh, postponed due to COVID issues. And now the uh, Baylor women's basketball game against Texas scheduled for this Sunday at the Ferrell Center has been postponed in accordance with the uh, Big 12 Conference basketball game threshold guidelines. Translation, COVID-19. Uh, and, uh, so here we go. Baylor is now kind of getting in that pickle where they're, uh, they're down two games. The only thing that I can, you know, that's, that's a positive about this is that it is still early in the season. We're very early in, into this thing. Baylor is 0 and 1 in big 12 play after their loss to Kansas state. But don't you know that Nikki Collin and her basketball team are chomping at the bit to get on the floor. But right now, uh, they can't because of COVID nineteen issues. And it, first of all, your 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 first thought is you hope that everybody is safe and getting better and getting healthier, and and that's the number one thing. And, and then basketball is certainly uh, number two when it comes to that. But look, with with these kiddos getting, and, and I'm assuming it's players uh, in you know within the within the program, but. Uh, your your first thought is their safety and their health. You 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 look for them to be. You you look for them to be uh, to get better and uh, and that's the first thought that you have when when it comes to this. This you know you can play basketball anytime. That's number one. You're right. It has to be. Uh, and when you have these type of situations. It's it's the concern of the health of the athletes and the coaching staffs and, and the other team and everybody involved in making sure that you go through the protocols and do what you have to do to, to keep everybody safe. And if you have, you know, have it running through your locker room, well, especially this variant, I, from, from what I understand, it's, it's even more contagious. And so it doesn't take much for it to start having a flurry through the locker room and – you know, that's that's the last thing you want. So you have to shut the program down. And it, especially in basketball, 
You know, we've seen it in football too, but in, especially in basketball, you don't have the numbers. And so you get a you get a couple of three out. Well, you you can't you can't compete. You just don't have the you don't have the bodies. And I was thinking about TCU. Uh, you know, TCU had to go on the road on on opening day in, in conference play. Well, they couldn't because they had a COVID issue. And, and then they were scheduled to play Baylor. Well, Baylor had a COVID issue. So now TCU is down a couple of games in conference play. Baylor's down a couple of games in conference play. They're scheduled to go back to work uh, on, you know, a play again rather on Wednesday, next Wednesday. Uh, I, I believe it's Oklahoma that they're uh, there's they're scheduled to go to Norman and play Oklahoma. But man, look at the gap that it that it creates in and again safety health clearly the, the priority. But when it does come to playing basketball, you know the the big gap that you have. I mean, it, nobody wants to have a a big window, if you will between games and that's that's kind of what's happening i was looking at the tcu men and we'll talk to drew davidson from the fort worth star telegram coming up a little later on they've had some issues they had a they had their their last non-conference game which is the first game back after christmas that game got canceled then they've had a couple of games postponed they haven't played since the middle of december i think and so then their first game is going to be against the number one team in the country in Baylor on Saturday. I mean, man, that is a, that is a tough chore when you haven't been on the floor in a competitive situation in two or three weeks. Yeah, that that's a tall task. And for any team going into that situation, that's the way it's going to be. And the other thing is, you know, not only are you not getting that game reps that you need, you're not getting practice probably because you don't have enough bodies to practice and you probably have to shut the whole program down. So that, that puts you behind the eight ball. And then later on, what's it going to do to you when you're trying to make those games up and play three or four games a week? Yeah. I mean, you're going to have a tired team trying to fight through it. So yeah, it it's all bad. If you start stacking up these games being pushed back at, at some point, I'm afraid that they're going to have to say, okay, we can no longer do this. We're just going to have to, you know, if it's your team that that has to bow out because of COVID protocols, it, it's it's going to ensue into a forfeit. It could get there. I mean, right now we're I mean, early. If they, they keep stacking up. Yeah. I don't, I don't see how they have any choice. So we'll see how this, we'll see how the month of January into February goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and see just how many games everybody's got to get played. Because I think, I, I, unless you're just incredibly lucky, I, I think it's probably going to have a, a negative effect on every member of the league. I mean, I, I think at some point everybody's going to be affected one way or the other. Either it's in your locker room or it's in your opponent's locker room, and, and it's going to postpone a game for you. I mean, mm-hmm. or two, or whatever the case may be. And, and again, right now, uh, Nikki Collins' team, as she continues to try to build what she wants to get done, I mean, and that's the other thing from just from a competitive standpoint. Look, she's trying to build her program. You know, she not somebody else's. She's trying to build her program. And if you can't practice and you can't play, you can't get that done. No. So. 
And the, and the other issue, look, when you're, quote, well, are you able to go out and play at 100%? I, I tend to doubt it because, look, this stuff, it affects everybody a little differently. But I'm going to tell you, you're going to be weak. I don't care. How, you know, you, you know what it's like when you're sick and, and, and you've been, you know, you know, in bed for two or three days or whatever the case may be, you're not a hundred percent just as soon as you, you don't wake up one day and go, okay, here we go. I'm a hundred percent. No, it takes a little time to get back to there. And, and so when you're playing a game like basketball, where you're going up and down that floor, I, I, I just, I don't see it. Uh, so we'll see what effects it has on Baylor as a team. And as the, in the big 12, as a league, but uh, hopefully everything. Hopefully they can get this thing taken care of, and they can get back to playing next Wednesday against Oklahoma, and then start getting those games scheduled. I know TCU. Uh, we mentioned TCU. Their their opening game against Kansas was scheduled for January first, New Year's Day. They're going to play that game on Monday night. So the the league is attempting. It looks like to get those games back on the docket as quickly as possible. I think that's, that's the only a way wise you do decision it. because you're going to have more issues coming down the road. That's exactly why. So you're going to have more issues coming down the road. Uh, one positive uh, for Baylor women's basketball, Baylor, Baylor's uh, Nalissa Smith advanced to the midseason top 25 watch list for the John R. Wooden Award presented by Wendy's. Smith was um, on the preseason watch list and leads the Bears in scoring and rebounding with 20 Point four points a game and twelve and a half rebounds uh, a, a contest. So, congratulations! She remains on the uh, uh, wooden watch list. Uh, so, congratulations to to Nalissa Smith. But uh, anyway, uh, Baylor back in action on Wednesday, and uh, Baylor men are back in action on Saturday. We'll have that game right here on ESPN Central Texas. We'll talk more about that coming up in a few minutes. All right, seven twenty six. As we roll along, we're going to switch gears. And we're going to talk Cowboy football, and we're going to do it with R.J. Ochoa. We're going to do that next right here on Game Time. Presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Recently on the John Moore Show. I know one Oklahoma State fan who's not doing well. Oh, oh, man. I can imagine. And, I'm, and I have, like, there are schools that I really dislike. Oklahoma State's not one of them. We right. talked about it. I, I like Coach Gundy. I, I generally support their athletics if they're not playing Baylor, you know. But I, I can imagine the feeling on the other side. How's young Sarah? <laughs> I personally, the line of what's too far to joke about is almost non-existent to me. Yeah, like, no to line. me, laughter makes things better. Oh, I'm the same way, yeah. but it doesn't always work with everyone like that. You're right. <laughs> and so this week in our office, there has been a strict gag order that do not make any jokes about the Big 12 championship game. Don't make jokes about your loan coming up a foot short. Oh. Don't, like, just... No, I'm serious, like... The Voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. 
Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Hobbs Bobbitt Fibers is now hiring team members and operators for its production team. They specialize in developing and manufacturing specialty non-woven products for automotive, industrial, and consumer markets. Pay starts at $11 to $14 per hour with potential to increase after probationary period. Health insurance, 401k, monthly bonus potential. Apply in person or online at HobbsBondedFibers.com. Call Elizabeth Sawyers at 254-741-0040 to check the status of your employment and let her know you heard about the job on this radio station. That's 254-741-0040. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Baylor's James Aquino and Melissa Smith have advanced to the midseason top 25 watch list for the John R. Wooden Award. In accordance with Big 12 threshold guidelines, the Baylor women's basketball game with Texas scheduled for this Sunday has been postponed. 26 points by Luka Doncic led Dallas to a 99-82 win over Golden State. The Rockets beat Washington 114-111 and the Spurs top Boston 99-97. The Super Bowl is scheduled to be played at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, but the NFL is considering AT&T Stadium in Arlington as a backup in case COVID issues force a change in plan. This year's first major tennis tournament will be without the top-ranked men's player. Novak Djokovic has been denied entrance into Australia because of COVID-19 restrictions. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, stand by. Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios. Strike. Seven thirty-one. Strike. Ward White's is striking a pose in the studio. I wish we had a video camera. I really, really do. Uh, 731, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, and we are closing in on game time for the Cowboys as uh, the NFL has decided to move the game up to Friday night. No, I'm kidding. It is, uh, it's Saturday night. We're, we're joined now by R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys and from ESPN Radio San Antonio. R.J., good morning. How are you? And, uh, man, uh, Cowboys on a Saturday night in Philadelphia. That'll be fun. Uh-oh, having some – here we go. <laughs> a little technical issue. Sorry, guys. No, uh, I'm here. I just, first of all, when you call my name, I'll be here, uh, you know, when, when Vogue is, is around, certainly. Uh, <laughs> so I so appreciate that. Um, good morning to you. Um, in a weird way, I'm, I'm kind of grateful um, for the Cowboys playing on Saturday night. It, it's a weird game. It's kind of a, a 
you know, you, you get the people, you know, every game matters. And, and, and But this is a, a de facto meaningless game for the Cowboys. They, they can technically improve their seating position. Um, but but it's, it's a strange game. It's a very strange game considering, um, you know, it's a division rival on the road. Um, but it, it really does lack juice. But, you know, what a, what a thing to watch on a Saturday night. So, and, and, and here's – I'm going to kind of debate you a little bit. Is it a meaningless game when this offense has been as – inconsistent as they've been over the last half of the season isn't this your last chance to to gear this thing up and, and get ready for for your playoff run you know in, in a perfect world you know the Cowboys would play their starters and Dak would throw for 400 and they would win you know 56 to 14 right but because it's also kind of a meaningless game for the Eagles in fact you know the Cowboys can can improve their playoff positioning if if they get the if they get a win and they get the right help on Sunday. Um, but you know, of of the nine possible permutations that exist of the NFC playoff picture at this point, five of them feature them as the four seed, and and the ones that, that feature them really you know elevating involve a Carolina Panthers win over the Buccaneers, which is unlikely. But because the Eagles really have you know even less to play for than the Cowboys, because it's not like they can truly improve their positioning. They're going to be playing, you know, resting all of their starters, and so I, I don't know that you can you can feel great about yourself, you know, beating the Eagles twos and threes, and and there is, you know, there is getting in sync, there is rhythm, um, so you know, perhaps meaningless is not the right word, but I I, th- I also think you know that's a lot to wager. What if you say, okay, you know what, we've been we've been really flat offensively, you know, we don't care if this is the Eagles backups and, and double backups, we're going to throw our offense out there, we're going to play to win. What if you fall flat? I mean, what what if you can't beat those dudes? I mean, you know, I I think you know all things considered, um, the the play that I'm most comfortable with is resting and, and looking forward to the wild card round. But but I do understand that there is some some you know measurable merit on the other side of the coin. What is the level of concern for the Cowboys with this offense? I mean, is the offense in dire straits or is the offense just? It, it, and I know Dak says we're not in a rut, but I mean, look. They're not playing at a high level in any means of this situation. I mean, we've all had friends who have denied things, right? Like some some serious and some some not as serious. And you know, your entire friend group, the entire social circle has been able to identify, like you know, they're not being honest with themselves. And and that's kind of what this is. I mean, you know, did the Cowboys' offense have a lot of success two weeks ago against Washington? Sure, but you know, and and you know, maybe what we care or what we think is something that they don't care about, but. They, they proved last week that, you know, when they play a, a team of, of value, a team of legitimacy, that, that they're not capable of doing it, whether offensively or in an overall sense. And, you know, so I do think that their offense is struggling. I do think that, you know, Kellen Moore's interview with the Jaguars this week was, was probably really awkward. Um, and, and I guess my highest level of concern, you know, is it, about the offense, but about everybody as a whole, given that after the game, their, their first, you know, point, you know, of action was to blame the officials. You know, I – that really, really irked me in that, you know, you guys have been playing poorly for a long time. Um, you had no issues, again, with the officiating the week before when you won 56-14. to 14. What a coincidence that, that everything was, was called perfectly in that game. And I understand that there are some ticky-tack things, but it's just right now, they, on top of not playing well, they seem like a team and a group that's, that's trying to avoid responsibility or accountability, and that's concerning more than anything to me. They're going to be without uh, Micah Parsons. He's got COVID. And then uh... – What's the status of Curse? I mean, this this guy I think has been one of the most consistent players all season long, and he may not be available on uh, on Saturday night. 
Yeah, he's been a great find for them. Um, kind of a guy who, who was a little bit of an NFL journeyman before Dallas signed him this season. And, and he's turned into somebody who, who aside from being talented, has, has a, a little bit of responsibility. He calls the plays and is a bit of a defensive leader. And so, I mean, that, that's, that's kind of what it boils down to for me, or, or what I was talking about earlier is what it boils down to, is that, you know, if he's, you know, if he's 1% uncertain, if he's 1% not right, it's it's just not worth risking, and so I I could see the Cowboys, you know, just putting him on ice and and you know understanding that there's a greater goal that is attainable starting next week, and so I would assume that that's the case. I would assume that you know somebody like Tyron Smith doesn't play for the same reason. I mean, you just you know those those are precious pieces that it would be rather costly to lose, you know, this close to the postseason. How far can this defense carry this team? I mean, you you know. We've seen this movie before, I guess, in that we've seen um, we've seen elite defenses carry teams through a playoff run, and even obviously to winning the whole thing. Um, you know, we've seen the like extremes of that. You know, in, in the '85 Bears or the 2000 Ravens or 2015 Broncos, but we've seen smaller versions of that too. I mean, the 49ers a couple of years ago were were led by you know an offense that was just kind of efficient, and you know, granted they didn't win the Super Bowl, but you know they got pretty close, obviously. And so I don't see why they can't, um, you know, they're, when you think about the test that they will conceivably have to face, the biggest one is obviously Aaron Rodgers on the NFC side of things. And so, you know, the defense obviously plays really well against subpar quarterbacks and, and they play average, you know, to a little bit above average uh, when they play somebody a little bit more established. So, I, I mean, it's possible. And I, right now I don't know how you bet on a, on the side of the ball that isn't them. I mean, they're, they're without a doubt, without question, the most elite part of this team at the moment. We've talked about it uh, for weeks. When when you watch the game, is it and you're looking at the offense? Is it O line? Is it the inability to run? Is it Dak? Is it receivers and routes as Jerry Jones would would imply the last couple of weeks, or or is it a combination of of all those things? You know, I think the. The, the fence riding answer is that it's a combination of things, but, but I think if, if you have to pick kind of a, an origin point, you know, the, the catalyst of it all, it is probably a lot of the offensive line. I mean, you know, you, you, I think in the back of our minds, we all still kind of associate them with being one of the top offensive lines in the NFL. And they're just not, I mean, you know, they have some, you know, Zach Martin is, is still amazing, but Tyron Smith isn't who Tyron Smith has been. And, and outside of that, they have some kind of average players. I mean, Lyle Collins is, is a little bit better than average, but, and so, you know, when that breaks down, nothing can really work. Obviously, the run game can't really work. And so w- when they can't bully people, you know, the, the run game is absent. They, you know, the reality is that, that Zeke Elliott is, is not, you know, there are very few running backs from the NFL who are talented enough to overcome, you know, an average offensive line. But Zeke Elliott is not one of them right now. Tony Pollard obviously has, has high levels of success in, in different moments, but that's just not there. I mean, you know, and, and so when you can't run the ball, teams teams don't, you know, I'm, I'm not somebody who believes you have to run the ball to set up play action. But, I mean, when nobody believes that, you know, running the ball is a threat, you know, they're going to play you that way. And, and that's why they're not blitzing Dak Prescott. That's why they're they're dropping back in coverage and they're, they're, they're forcing, you know, Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, you know, obviously not anymore, but it's C.D. Lamb to beat them. And so, that's just not happening. I mean, you know, Amari's, you know, brand, if you if you look at his own personal clothing line or whatever, is, is the route runner. Um, and to Jerry Jones' point, that guy has been pretty absent for the second half of the season. What's your grade on Kellen Moore right now? You know, um, I never grew up with letter grades. Um, I always, always had numerical grades. And so I think it's like a 71. 
um, you know, he's passing, obviously, uh, although not literally sometimes and not in a in a great way. I mean, I think he's really, you know, I think he's he's faded a little bit. And I think that that's not that's not a Vogue thing to say. Um, you know, p- people still want to believe that the Cowboys have this young uh, Wunderkin kind, you know, kind of guy on their staff. And they, they very well might. But I think that, you know, we've seen Kellen Moore get figured out a little bit and not be able to figure things out when the Cowboys are being challenged. And so I think he's, you know, last week when there were reports of, of both he and Dan Quinn wanted to be interviewed uh, by the Jaguars, you know, we, we asked our followers at Blogging the Boys, you know, who would you rather lose? And the overwhelming response was Kellen Moore. I mean, he has really fallen out of favor with people. And, you know, it's at a point where if, if somebody did hire him, I don't know that anybody would be heartbroken. But he has showed, you know, an, an inability to really adapt, which is, is kind of the, the key, you know, core to who makes an offensive coordinator a great one in the NFL. Green Bay, the, uh, the number one seed in the NFC. Is there really a challenger to the Packers on the NFC side? It irks me to my core to say probably not. Um, you know, I, it's it's so frustrating uh, that, that they're just continually great and continually great in, in the way that they are. And they probably have the MVP on their team and Aaron Rodgers. And they, they surely have, in my opinion, at least the coach of the year, Matt LaFleur. Um, I mean, you know, if, if the Bucks got there, you know, you would like to, you know, give them a shot. But down, you know, now another skill position player to Antonio Brown, that's difficult to see. The Rams went there and lost last year. I mean, it, you know, and, and they're so, you know, kind of inconsistent. I, I, I'm still not a believer in the Cardinals, even though they just beat the Cowboys. And, you know, again, the Cowboys could get hot um, and, you know, have a, an incredible defensive show and just rattle him. But he's so great at getting the ball out quickly that, you know, you would imagine that that great defensive pressure wouldn't really stand a chance anyway. I mean, you know, if they get to the Super Bowl, you know, depending on who that, that winds up being, whether it's the Chiefs or the Bengals or the Bills, I mean, maybe, but. But right now, if if I had to bet money, I'd probably throw it on the backers to win the whole thing, which is just you know absolutely devastating. <laughs> All right, uh, what do you got? Uh, what do you got coming up on Blog of the Boys, RJ? You know, it, it is a weird week. Um, you know, obviously we we kind of live week to week with with how we structure our content, but but because we're we've all kind of already got one foot out of this week, we are starting to look at next week. We've got some some stuff this week examining all four potential playoff opponents for the Cowboys, the Cardinals, the Rams, the Niners, and the Eagles, and just kind of assessing their strengths and their weaknesses to see which team the Cowboys would stand the best chance of, just so we kind of know what to root for, what we want to see happen over the course of the weekend. Do you have a personal preference, not not a statistical preference or a, a team that you you know that matches better with Dallas? But do you have a personal preference on who the Cowboys face? You know, I think I, I would I probably would like to see the 49ers the most, just because I think Kyle Shanahan is silly enough to start Jimmy Garoppolo, um, and so you know all you need for that. I say all, but. If the Cowboys win on Saturday, you need the Niners to beat the Rams, and, and they're five and zero against them in their last five games. And the Seahawks to upset the Cardinals. If, if those things happen, you know that that might be Russell Wilson's last game with the Seahawks. Pete Carroll's as well. Um, you know Dallas is the three seed hosting the Niners, and I would certainly like to see that. Um, certainly like to see Dallas be the three seed or the highest seed possible, obviously. But you know the, the more likely options are the Cardinals or the Rams, and I I probably prefer the Cardinals. Um, part of that is I would love the the revenge of, of you know last week's game and whatnot, but I just don't buy into Cliff Kingsbury at all. 
Um, I've always said the best schools in Texas are Texas A&M and Baylor. Um, so, you know, Cliff Kingsbury's association to uh, to the one in Lubbock is, is one I would like to see vanquished. Hey, hang on a second. What's Kyler Murray's record at AT&T? <laughs> And that you know what? That's the other thing too. Like I don't want to live in a world where we have to talk about that for another year. Like that, that is uh like it's become so annoying. Um so I, I wanna put that, you know, and I wanna see him lose like a playoff game there just to kind of uh, you know, nip that in the bud for good. I got you. Hey, we appreciate it. now where can we find you? Tell us where we can find the blogging the boys and all that good stuff. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at RJ Ochoa. Those are just kind of hubs for everything I do. Blogoftheboys.com, obviously our main landing page. And anywhere you're at, you know, for any kind of content, just search Blog of the Boys and you'll stumble upon our stuff one way or another. RJ, as always, it's a pleasure. We appreciate your time today. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. All right, uh, RJ Ochoa, I, w- I want to get a thought before we go to the break. He, he basically dismissed this this game uh as you know what, it's not that big a deal. Cowboys are at home next week in the first round of the playoffs. Don't play your guys. Rest. Uh, and, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of on the other side of that fence. I'm like, hey, this, this offense, it needs to try to find some continuity. And it's got four quarters of football where there's not a lot of pressure. Go find you some continuity. And go find you some consistency and, and see if you can't find that rhythm again. Where do you land on this thing? Yeah, I think they need to be out there and they need to find out how they can fix this thing. And and look, I I, I say that in one breath and the other breath is I don't know that it can be fixed at this point. I mean, I, you say, well, they played well against Washington and we've, we've beat that horse till it just won't, it won't get out of the stable anymore because that wasn't a very good football team to begin with and they were down a lot of players and so that – that should have been a gimme for the Cowboys. I mean, it. You know, there there's a lot of teams that that could have went in there that that aren't even in the NFL and played them a good game. I, you know, they they were down to the very minimum bare bones, and so I, I don't put any stock into that game. But this team has got to find a way, if nothing else, to just get in a little bit of a rhythm and feel good about themselves and not have a bunch of question marks over their head before they walk out into a playoff game, in my opinion. All right, so and I, don't want, to, I want to continue the conversation with, uh, about the Cowboys. We'll do it in our next, in our next segment. But I, I want to know what the difference is between weeks two through six or seven or eight or whatever it was, and then what's happened over the last three to four or five weeks. And, and you know, keep in mind – they had offensive line issues at the beginning of the year as well. They they have had O-line problems as far as health is concerned the entire season. It's been a revolving door on the offensive line. Yes. So they were still able to be effective in the running game and in the throwing game. I mean, this was a really fun offense to watch. Even, even in the opening game loss to Tampa Bay on the road, uh, the first – Five, six, seven weeks, this was a fun group to watch. And now, all of a sudden, they are as pedestrian as it comes. Why? We'll talk about more. We'll talk about it more coming up next here on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. The top-ranked Bears back in action Saturday on the road in Fort Worth to take on TCU. 3.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 4 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Baylor Men's Basketball all season long 
here on the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions, ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ready for an oil change? We can help get the right protection at the right price. Right now, you can get five quarts of Valvoline Daily Protection or Valvoline Max Life High Mileage Motor Oil with an STP oil filter for just $28.99. Visit one of our 6,000 stores or order from AutoZone.com for same-day store pickup or next-day delivery. Get in AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Caterpillar Waco is now hiring. Join our team and move the parts and products that build a better tomorrow. Warehouse positions available with no prior experience required. We will train. Caterpillar Waco offers competitive pay, benefits as soon as you start, and opportunities to grow. It's more than a job. It's the work that matters. To apply, visit caterpillar.com slash Waco. That's caterpillar.com slash Waco. Get your career started today. Jay from Pickup Outfitters here with your holiday gift giving guide. So it seems the air fryer is an air quotes hot Christmas gift this year. An air fryer? Come on, really? First, an air fryer is not a real fryer. It has no grease. It's a mini convection oven. And you probably already have one of those in your house. So you're just wasting money on something that's not even real. You know what is real? A grill guard. It's made of real steel and it protects the truck of someone you love and you can get one for that special person on your Christmas list at Pickup Outfitters. So avoid common Christmas gift mistakes like house slippers, a beard, nose, ear, hair, and eyebrow trimmer. Or a man purse? You better not. Give a Christmas gift that says, I love you. A grill guard, a toolbox, running boards, and other great gifts at Pickup Outfitters. You can even get a gift certificate to let them pick out whatever they want. Pickup Outfitters is the Christmas gift headquarters. 220 Lake Ear Drive in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Baylor's James Aquino and Melissa Smith have advanced to the midseason top 25 watch list for the John R. Wooden Award. In accordance with Big 12 threshold guidelines, the Baylor women's basketball game with Texas scheduled for this Sunday has been postponed. 26 points by Luka Doncic led Dallas to a 99-82 win over Golden State. The Rockets beat Washington 114-111 and the Spurs top Boston 99-97. The Super Bowl is scheduled to be played at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, but the NFL is considering AT&T Stadium in Arlington as a backup in case COVID issues force a change in plan. This year's first major tennis tournament will be without the top-ranked men's player. Novak Djokovic has been denied entrance into Australia because of COVID-19 restrictions. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios. This is that ice cold Michelle fight for that white gold. This one for them hood girls, them good girls, straight masterpieces. Styling, violin, living it up in the city. All right, 752. I'm not even going to ask. Well, your music selection is this what is this what you listen to at home? You have you have this eclectic collection of music. Yes. So there's no telling what's going to be playing on the on the '78 record player. <laughs> I, I do use my wax a lot. <laughs> Ward has got a '78 record player, and he's got an eight track uh, that's connected to it. And I do have an eight track at the house. <laughs> All right, seven fifty-three. We were talking about but the cowboy. I, huh? I collect old radio stuff, and and Do you? I have, I have probably, I don't know, thirty antique radios and some eight-track players, and really, I do have turntables. I like it. Do you, I mean, you ever just set them up and start? I I have, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So we were we we had R.J. Ochoa on from Blog of the Boys, and R.J. was talking about basically resting the Cowboys, meaningless game, and and I tend to disagree and with with R.J. on that point. But the Cowboys are uh, are taking on the Eagles, and Dak Prescott talking about the offense, lights out and dynamic. I mean, we we showed flashes of it uh, in different games and um, different games we've put our best offense out there and maybe not have finished the game in the same way. But um, once again, I mean, you give credit to the, to the guys that were playing. I mean, these are professionals as well, and they're not going to allow you just to go out there and, and run or throw all on them. They're going to take something away. And uh, But but we're gonna, as I said, those are all experiences that we've learned from, that we've encountered, and we're fortunate to have went through them. And um, yeah, now, now picking up everything that we've got and putting it together uh, at the right time. And excited for this week. I mean, excited to, to finish off this, this division and finish off this season on the road in Philly in a great atmosphere, have a chance to go undefeated uh, in, in the in the division, something that I haven't been a part of and looking forward to do. What do you think? Show, they've shown flashes. Yeah, well, not lately. Hey, and one thing he said, you know, they're going to take something away. Well, that's, that's fine. That's what defenses are supposed to do. But you take what the defense gives you. If they take something away, something else is there. And this team cannot find it right now. Yeah, R.J. Ochoa basically said, you know, he he was talking about it, and he said, "Look, uh, they're they're not blitzing Dak, and 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 they're one of the things that they're doing is they're basically saying you're going to throw to beat us. I mean, they're a lot of defense, and it's a well, I, and league. I would too. Yeah, I mean, I would too because right now Dak cannot beat you with his arm. He just can't. 
and he's hesitant sometimes to take off and run when the lanes are there. Uh, I just I don't feel like he's a hundred percent. And is that where this thing went went to the left? Uh, absolutely into the ditch. I, was it was it when the calf injury occurred? I think so. I, I really do. I think that this you know even uh, throughout that game that was you know on the last play of the game when he injured that calf. Since then, he's not been the same quarterback. He just hasn't. He's not hitting his mark. And Jerry Jones can say until he's blue in the face while he's holding the Johnny Walker blue that the receivers are not running the correct routes. Okay, I, I'm, I'm not buying that. I've watched film and watched film. The, the routes look pretty good to me. The, the throws, when it's behind the guy and he's running the seam route, I mean, there's no way that that's on the receiver. Because there's only a two or three yard margin that you can run that seam route, and all you have to do as a quarterback is just put it out in front of him, let him go get it. He, you, know, you throw it behind him. It's on you. It's not on the receiver. He's not in the wrong seam. There's, there's, you know, you have to find those those type of plays to be able to step into a throw. And if you watch Dak, he, sometimes he hops into a throw. He doesn't step into a throw. And I just I don't think he's he's very comfortable right now. And you're right because mechanically he doesn't look correct. And I know nothing about how to teach or coach quarterbacks. I mean, who who does? But you you can you watch enough football to know that doesn't look right. And, and when mm-hmm. you see a ball sail, and I'm not talking about a little bit over a receiver's head. I'm talking about a lot over a receiver's head. Uh, an out route, for example. And and it ends up over by the bench because uh, it sailed over the receiver's head. I, I've always said on, he's had issues on on like crossing routes. Uh, he, he'll hit a guy, but the but the receiver will have to stop to make the catch. Well, that's then he's tackled because this is a, a great defensive league. Guy got eight yards. You said, well, that's a great pitch and catch. Well, if you hit him like you were talking about in stride where the ball's supposed to be, he catches and runs. Well, there's such and a, eight becomes 15. Well, there's such a thing as throwing a receiver open. Right. And right now, Dak's not throwing his receivers open. And I'm not sure that he ever was that quarterback that, that threw his receivers open. You watch Aaron Rodgers, he throws his receivers open. Uh, you, you watch Brady, he throws his receivers open. I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks out there that do that. Dak is not one of those. And Dak has always, always struggled with the deep ball. I mean, from – from day one, he that's something that has not been. Now, he did get – at one time, he got better at the deep ball where he could put it out there. But now I, I feel like he's back to – he's just not – he's not that guy that can throw that deep ball to a receiver to make it an easy catch for that receiver. All right, so, <laughs> again, I know it's crazy. We're sitting there knocking on the Cowboys, but, look, they're – well, I mean, there's a reason for that. Do you yeah. feel comfortable with this team right now? No. And, Do you have and, a lot of confidence that this team can can even win a playoff game? I don't care if it's a wild card or not. But even if they win the wild card, do you have confidence that they can get to an NFC championship game? I don't. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. This team in Green Bay for the for the NFC championship, you would have very little faith in this football team right now. I mean, it, not because of special teams and defense. Well, yeah, special teams is starting to have issues. Look, Zerline in the extra points and field goals, that's scary. That's a proposition. You don't know if he's going to make them. I'd have cut that guy three weeks ago. But So you have an issue there. And, and offensively, you what was I what I thought was a strength of the team in the first four, five, six weeks 
is certainly a weakness right now. Because well, we of the, thought the that the offense of was the offense. we thought the offense was going to be able to hold up its end of the bargain, and if the defense can just get a little bit better, that this team had a chance, had a legitimate chance of at least getting to the NFC Championship game and mm-hmm. maybe winning that thing and, and getting to the dance. And, and now you look and the defense is outstanding and the offense is in the ditch right MIA. now. Yeah, they are. All right, 759. Uh, let's uh, get back to our Baylor conversation. We got the voice of the Bears, John Morris. You hear him every weekday at 3 o'clock here on ESPN. Uh, he is standing by with today's Baylor Sports Beat program. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, our weekly visit with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes talking about the successful end to a very successful Baylor football season. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. After my first car accident, I feared the biggest damage would be to my wallet. I expected a mountain of bills and a long, drawn-out process. But my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent was there when I needed her and helped me get back on my feet and in my car in no time. Instead of a hassle, I got reassurance and a quick recovery. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an agent who's there when you need them most. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Now, doing his part in preparing champions for life, here's the voice of the Bears. And welcome back. Today, our weekly visit with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes talking about the successful end to an historic season for Baylor football. Yeah, what uh, what a day um, January 1 was, right? Uh, first men's basketball at Iowa State and is as you know as, as well as anyone, a really, really tough place to play against a, uh, an Iowa State team that was also undefeated and uh, able to, to get a victory there. And then um, right into the, the evening and, uh, and the Sugar Bowl against, uh, you know, number eight CFP-ranked Ole Miss and uh, just a, an unbelievable performance by our by our football team. So, so proud of, of them, you know, so proud of, of Coach Aranda and the staff and uh and all of our young men but uh particularly our our seniors you know our seniors have been through a lot and uh, for them to uh lead the way to uh to a first ever 12 win season uh just a, a magical year and from your chair you got to you have to appreciate uh, the way Dave runs the program the way these guys represent Baylor i mean there's so much to be proud of there there is, you know, um, I think what makes me most proud is we certainly talk about preparing champions for life in our, our four pillars, but uh, that program and, and all of our programs uh, actually live it, you know, and there's been a bunch of, of first evers for the for the football program, not just on, on the field and, you know, 
Dave talked about, you know, the fall semester, a 3.04 GPA for football. First time ever that it's been over uh, a 3.0 and, and just all of the other things that uh, that our young men uh, do. And, you know, he, he really talks about who you are off the field, drives uh, the football player that, that you are on the on the field. And uh, that, that whole idea of, of you know, person over over football player, and uh, and again living it, and certainly you know we're not perfect, and uh, we we know that, and uh, there's still great opportunity for this program in the future to to get better, and uh, I certainly look forward to the journey. Thanks, Mac, and that's our time for today. We'll have more tomorrow on our next Baylor Sports Beat. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I kind of wanted to root for the Bears, so when I leave the press box, then I can kind of, I can kind of get with it. And we happened to be right next to some Ole Miss people, and boy, they were hollering right in our face when they got that big touchdown. They were feeling great about things. From the moment that kid missed the field goal, it just felt like Baylor was going to go win the game. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, 805, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. Talks of basketball. Let's welcome in Drew Davison from the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Bears and TCU coming up Saturday afternoon, late Saturday afternoon, uh, up in Fort Worth. And we are drawing, joined now by Drew Davison of the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Drew, good morning. Appreciate your time today. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Let's uh, first of all kind of get us up to speed on TCU. Obviously, there's been some COVID issues, and boy, it has been a while since this team has been on the floor. Yeah, I mean, their last game was December 21st, so, uh, yeah, they're, they're looking at about a two-week break or so. Um, had to postpone a couple, uh, you know, the two Big 12 opening games and cancel a non-conference game. But I do think, uh, you know, they're 10-1. and one. They, they were really riding a seven-game winning streak and, and playing well. They had three straight wins over Utah, Texas A&M, and Georgetown, so three pretty good wins. Uh, but, of course, we'll kind of see how they are um, coming out of COVID. You know, they just returned to full practice uh, yesterday with all their guys. And, and I know that it's, it's probably a little difficult to, to get to, but one of the things that we talked about, because the Baylor women are experiencing the same thing right now, one of the things that we talked about is when, even when you're back, are you really back? Because, look, you got to build your stamina and your strength and, and those kind of things, particularly in this game. Uh, without question, and, and when you look at, you know, especially going against a Baylor team that's top-ranked in the country, it's probably not the easiest task to, to roll out after two weeks off. I will say, you know, they've had five guys who have been able to quote-unquote practice, even though 
you know, five on O or, or just individual drills, stuff like that. So, um, but for the other guys, it, there is going to be the kind of that learning curve of getting the conditioning back, the stamina back. And I believe the Big 12 requires teams to have at least a couple days uh, of practice before getting back and going. You mentioned uh, the Frogs are 10-1 and one coming off uh, the last time they played. They beat Grambling State 90-55 uh, on December the 21st. What's the personality of this team? What's, what's their M.O. Uh, when they take the floor? Well, I mean, they want to be a deep. Like, and, and then, of course, you know, Jamie Dixon likes to run the uh, kind of emotion offense and uh, kind of let the guards dictate the game, so to speak, gives them a lot of freedom. Um, and obviously Mike Miles is kind of their go-to guy. He's the leading scorer. He's the, you know, TCU kind of goes with how he goes. But they've had other guys, you know, kind of emerge and step up. A guy like Emmanuel Miller, a transfer from Texas A&M, uh, is kind of a do-it-all kind of player for them. Um, and, and they've got some other guys back. So. Talk a little bit about Mike Miles. Tell us a little bit about him. I know a six-two guard, sophomore. What's what's his personality like, and and what's he like uh, on the floor? Yeah, I mean he he is certainly a uh, kind of the the lead dog, the alpha, if you will. Um, and, and you know he's an emotional player. He likes to get to the basket. He also likes to get guys involved. But uh, there, there's no question. You know he, he's got a good knack for scoring. He can make. Uh, the perimeter shots, you know, if he's hot, he can really uh, turn a game around. And, and, of course, he can get to the hole and, and make some uh, highlight reel kind of plays. So, um, and, and then off the court, you know, obviously, you know, he kind of checks all the boxes of what you'd want from a leader. Drew, what's the biggest question mark for this TCU Frog team right now? Well, I would just say the health. I mean, they need to have guys who – I apologize. Uh, they, they need to have guys who are healthy, um, and, and that's the biggest key for them. And, and the, some of the depth issues, you know, especially in the front court, you know, they, they have some pretty good players in, in depth, but not really, uh, you, you know, kind of a, a go-to guy, so to speak, has emerged uh, down low for them yet. Drew, any word on the Kansas game, the West Virginia game, how they're going to place those games back into the uh, TCU schedule? Well, Jamie Dixon plans to play the full 18-game schedule, so I, I do think they're going to try and schedule them. It, it's going to be one of those situations where they're going to probably have to play like four games in eight days or ten days <coughs> or, or whatnot. But uh, they do plan on getting those games back on the schedule. No update as far as when is this, that they will take place, but, uh, but they are hopeful and, and planning on playing those two games. If they play those games early enough in the schedule, couldn't that be beneficial for this team because they need that game time floor? Yeah, I think so. And and I think, you know, just this is Drew Davidson scheduling ink here, but, you know, it looks like January 27th uh, could be a mutual kind of date. You know, it looks like they could schedule these games. Uh, but, again, that would kind of be coming with one one or two days off. Uh, as opposed to maybe three or four like they have at some points in the season. But, uh, but yeah, I do think, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword. I think it could be helpful, but I also think it could hurt them uh, just in terms of if their conditioning's not back to where it needs to be uh, and trying to play a lot of games uh, in a short time frame may not be as beneficial either.
uh, when when you start doing that, when you start playing those those games like that, uh, it, it almost feels like postseason tournament time. It feels like Big Twelve conference tournament where you're playing back to back to back if you're going to get there. So, uh, but yeah, it's getting these kids. I mean, and health is is the priority. We were talking about that earlier. Making sure that these kids are healthy and safe is priority number one. Yeah, and they're not going to force it. And I know the Big Twelve. Uh, is going to err on the side of caution in terms of, hey, you know, making sure these guys have enough days between uh, games and breaks. And, and that goes for the, the Kansas and West Virginia teams, too. You know, they're not going to put them in a bad situation where, uh, you know, they're rolling out guys. But I, I do think overall, just generally speaking, the league and, and all the teams want to get these games in, want to play the full 18 schedule. So I think there's motivation on both sides. Uh, to figure it out and make it happen. You know, I was talking to the state riders because we're kind of dealing with some COVID issues and TCU is supposed to play them after the Baylor game. And he, he thinks that game's going to for sure go on because K-State's pretty committed uh, to playing and, and, you know, making, you know, if they're able to, if they meet the thresholds, uh, you know, they're not looking to, to back out or anything like that. So I do think all that kind of goes for the entire conference that, they're going to do what they can to for everyone to play a full 18-game schedule. You mentioned earlier that this team was having problems trying to practice just because of pure numbers. Has Jamie Dixon said anything about maybe putting an ad in the campus paper and just bringing some guys in to get some floor work in practice? Yeah, he might have to. You know, I think it was one of those things where uh, they kind of knew, hey, we're not going to play. We're going to have a little bit of an extended break here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, clearly, you know, they're always looking for guys who can play and practice, uh, but I don't think he's gone quite that far yet, but, uh, but certainly, you know, they, GAs and, and shoot, maybe even Jamie Dixon is playing point guard a little bit, uh, <laughs> last week. Uh, Baylor and TCU coming up Saturday afternoon. I would suspect it is going to be a uh, raucous environment uh, on Saturday afternoon in Fort Worth. Yeah, I think it should be good. I mean, a, a Saturday afternoon game, obviously it's an easy drive for, for folks down in Waco to, to come up and, and, you know, watch the top-ranked team. And, and from TCU's perspective, uh, they have never beat the number one-ranked team at home. So, uh, you know, they're kind of chasing that carrot, so to speak. They beat uh, top-ranked Kansas in, in the Big 12 tournament a few years back. That's their only – win over a number one team, but uh, they upset number two Baylor a couple years ago, as you guys may recall, uh, in Fort Worth, but they've never beat the top-ranked team, so obviously there's a lot of good buzz and, and excitement just having the top-ranked team here and, and, of course, it being one of their rivals in Baylor. Drew, as always, it is a pleasure. We appreciate your time today. Thanks so much. All right, thanks, guys. Have a great day. That is uh, Drew Davidson. Uh, with the uh, Fort Worth Star-Telegram. I understand it. I, I think the game board is already sold out or very close to being sold out. So it, it will be a uh, you know big-time atmosphere and a lot of fun as Baylor takes on TCU. But, man, isn't it uh, – it, that's the times we live in right now. I mean, he's on the phone instead of talking X's and O's with a uh, a colleague in Kansas. They're talking about COVID and, and, and ha- are you going to have enough players to play? And that's, that's, that's just the times we live in right now. It's a shame, but yeah, you're right. I mean, there's there's other things that you have to take in consideration, and you know, him mentioning they only have five players able to work out. That's that's not a good thing for anybody. 
So it'll be Baylor and TCU Saturday. We'll have the broadcast beginning at 3.30 with Pat and John, the tip at 4 o'clock. And uh, one other note, Baylor senior guard James Akinjo was named to the uh, John R. Wooden Award midseason top 25 watch list. So congratulations to Akinjo. And he has been absolutely on fire. I believe two of his last three games, he's had 27 points, career high 27. So he set he scores 27, sets his career best. And then a couple of games later, he ties it with 27. He had 27 the other night uh, in the win over Oklahoma and, and just played outstanding basketball. So congratulations to uh, James Akinjo on the uh, con- uh, continues on the uh, John R. Wooden Award midseason watch list. So you have Nalissa Smith on the list on the women's side and Akinjo on the list from the men's side. So that's good stuff. All right, 815, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. And our weather forecast this morning is brought to you by Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home, Waco's leading funeral home since 1925 at 6101 Bosque Boulevard. You can check them out at uh, whbfamily.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We've had a cold front move through today, and that's giving us sunshine, but also windy conditions and cool conditions. Highs top out at 47 degrees. Clear skies tonight. It's going to be a cold night. We drop to 25 and mostly sunny, slightly warmer tomorrow with a high of 56. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. everyone with today's Cowboys report. I'm Christy Scales. The defense suffers a blow as sensational rookie linebacker Micah Parsons is added to the COVID list. Details after this. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Cowboys rookie linebacker Micah Parsons, a leading contender for major awards, was added to the COVID list yesterday. It's a blow to the entire team. Earlier this week, Parsons was asked if he should be considered for NFL Defensive Player of the Year, not just Defensive Rookie of the Year. In terms of impacting the game, I just do a lot of different things on the defense that change the game. I never just play one position. I feel like if I could just rush, I might be an 18-20 sack guy too. Sometimes it's sacrificing extra sacks or things like that. So when it comes to terms like that, of just impacting the game, I would definitely just put myself up there with those guys. Parsons tweeted to fans last night that he'll come back hungrier and better than ever. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. 
Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. Recently on Game Time, and we welcome the director of sports journalism for Baylor University into the program, Jerry Hill. Highest ever ranked, most wins ever. You know, um, you can argue whether this was the best team ever. I, you know, I still, you know, the 80 team is just hard to beat in my mind. And I, and obviously, you played, I guess, two more games than that team. With this team winning the Sugar Bowl, winning 12 games, I think you got to give the nod to this team. Game Time weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. If you're an employer and you want to win the competition for good employees, you need the right package of benefits. You know, one of the biggest things that employers have to be mindful of is attracting talent. Hurley Benefit Services President Michael Hurley. And today we all know that uh, talent is harder to find and harder to keep than ever before. And there are studies out there that show it, that employees have actually left one employer for another not because they pay better, but because their benefit package was more beneficial. And that's where we come in to help, is to make that benefit package affordable, valuable, and to attract and retain the talent that you have. And I really have been able to help people. Hurley Benefit Services stands alone in the industry in offering unique, cost-saving health coverage for employers and their employees. Set a no-cost, no-obligation appointment with Hurley Benefit Services to find out more. Hurley Benefit Services is locally owned and they're online at HurleyBenefitServices.com. H-U-R-L-E-Y BenefitServices.com. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. You get a shiver in the dark, it's raining in the park, but meantime, all right, 821, welcome back in. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Don't forget, coming up Monday night, Bama Bulldogs National Championship game. And uh, you can join John Morris at 3 o'clock and Matt Mosley at 4 o'clock Monday as they broadcast live from Coach's Smoke. That's 330 Austin Avenue in downtown Waco. And they're going to get you ready for the uh, Bama Georgia National Championship game. With great food specials, happy hour all day long, and for the game itself, 35 big screen televisions. Man, that is going to be fun, 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 and it's going to be Monday night at Coach's Smokes. So uh, come check it out. John Morse and uh, Matt Mosley doing the shows live from uh, Coach's Smoke for the uh, national championship game. Speaking of which, a couple things here. Uh, in – the college football playoff committee is going to meet this Saturday prior to uh, the Monday night championship game. So that, that, and we'll talk about that in just a second, but uh, what your, your thoughts here on Alabama and Georgia, Alabama has basically dominated Georgia. I mean, not basically they have, uh, they beat them earlier this month in the, in the uh, sec title game, 41 to 24. And uh, Alabama has won seven, seven straight games in the series between Alabama and Georgia. Does that have any bearing, in your opinion, on Monday night's game? Yes. 
It tells you that Alabama's better than Georgia. Mm-hmm. That's the history, right? Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, and I know Alabama players are downplaying it, saying, hey, look, you know, Georgia's a great team, Bob. I mean, uh, you know what? And it does. The game will start zero to zero. And, and Georgia may win the football game. They may play better Monday night and be the best team Monday night and beat Alabama. And it wouldn't surprise me, quite frankly. Uh, I, I think Georgia's an awfully good football team. But don't tell me that that history doesn't mean something. It, 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 it tells you everything you need to know. It tells you that in the last seven games, Alabama's the better football team. And in the last seven games, Alabama's the better football program. Is there any arguing or denying that? Not in my mind. I, I agree wholeheartedly. So I, I just thought that was kind of humorous. You know, it, it, maybe they're trying to convince me and you and, and everybody, or maybe they're trying to convince themselves. But And again, the point being, and, and they're right in this, that game, those previous seven have zero bearing on on Monday night's outcome, but it, it, does, have a, it does have meaning. I mean, they clearly have been the better program and the better football team over the last several years. I mean, this, they're 7-0 and against Georgia in their last seven meetings. I mean, and again, the uh, the SEC title game, well, it, wasn't, it wasn't even close, 41-24. So we'll see. But uh, again, it, we talked about it, I think, Monday or Tuesday. For three months, we all, and I mean everybody, talked about how much better Georgia was than everybody else in the world. It was Georgia than everybody else. Hmm. And then Georgia gets beat one time and see – don't ever count out Alabama. Don't ever count them out. That's a great pro. It, it is a great program. But from Georgia's chair, wasn't it just, and I know it was a big game because it was the SEC title game, but it was just one game. I mean, and they knew, didn't they, Ward, that, that, that it had zero bearing on whether or not they were going to be in the college football playoff. Win, lose, or draw, they knew they were in that, in, in that, that top four. Yeah, that I mean, there's no doubt about that. But I look, I, Nick Saban's the best coach in college football, and Alabama's the best football team in college football until and, proven otherwise. And, and, until proven otherwise, and and I I there's little doubt in my mind that it'll be proven otherwise on Monday. Okay, so I, I guess my question then is, did the SEC result, forty-one twenty-four Bama, change your mind on what you thought about Georgia? On how good they no, were. No, they're still a good football team. They're not Alabama. But before they played, didn't you think Georgia was the no. best team in the country? No, I did not. I've said all year long that Alabama is the best football team in the country. All right. I, I was on and that other, was just my opinion. I was on the other side. I, I thought Georgia was clearly the best team in the country. Yeah, I, I, I just I – look, you look at Alabama, and there's a reason why they have that many guys – taken every year in the NFL and continue to have that many guys taken every year in the NFL. I guess I looked at what, you know, some look, they were an eyelash away from losing to Auburn and they mm-hmm. wouldn't even have been in the game. Yeah. They lost to You're an right. eight, they lost to an eight and four A&M team and in previous, and you can say, well, it was on, and it was, it was on the road. I get all that. But in previous seasons, Bama wouldn't lose that game. But they lost that game. So I thought, well, maybe I just I think that maybe, made them a better football team, in my opinion. It probably did. But I thought at that time, maybe just maybe this isn't 
Maybe there's a chink in the armor. This maybe not that premier. They're a great football team, but maybe not that premier team. And the way Georgia was rolling people, I said, "Hey, hang on a second here." And, and I think everybody thought that for a while. I mean, good gracious! But one loss, boy, it certainly changed the narrative, didn't it? It did. Uh, it, it's you know. So, I, so what do you expect Monday night? Is Bama going to roll Georgia? I don't know that they roll them, but I expect Alabama to win. And and maybe win a little bit comfortably, but I think it's going to be a good game. Georgia's going to come to play. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, and maybe it it may be a field goal even, but field goal to a touchdown, Alabama wins this game. Six six two sixteen sixty. That's the CNC Collision Center text line. T- talk to me about Georgia Alabama. Does the narrative of Georgia change that dramatically over one loss? In your opinion, uh, and and what does Monday night look like to you? I mean, are we turning it on just because it's another football game? Are we turning it on because we think we're going to see a heck of a football game between two great teams that happen to be in the same conference? And that's the other issue. That's another issue, right? (laughs) That's the other issue. And let's get into that a little bit. It's the SEC's party and everybody else is just a – participant yeah you can pay to come but uh, you're uh you're probably gonna have to stand at the door to get in because there's this a cover is our charge. Show. that's exactly right there's a cover charge and right now you uh you're, you're not getting it uh saturday college football playoff committee is going to meet and the objective we all know what the objective is but when you hear bob bowlesby the Big 12 commissioner talk, uh, you, you man, you, you just, you just, it doesn't, it doesn't look promising. Big 12 commissioner Bob Bowlesby told ESPN Tuesday, uh, I think college football is better served by having a broader participation in the national championship games. But the fact is, you've got to go beat those people. And that means you've got to go do it on the football field. That doesn't have anything to do with the format. That has to do with who's playing at the highest level. In other words, somebody go beat, go knock them off the pedestal. Talking about the SEC uh, and, and talking about just having four teams. Bowlesby said he would be very pleasantly surprised if they come to any conclusions because I don't think there's much spirit of doing what's best for the game. I think people are protecting their territory. We need to go into the meeting trying to think about what's good and what's best for college football, not what's best for any particular league. Who? And he's saying that publicly. So what's being said behind closed doors, Ward? Same thing. I mean, you know, look, it this again, it's the SEC's party and everybody else is just on the outside watching. Uh, I I always thought that if we get another repeat of Georgia Alabama that that was good for the committee to go, okay, enough's enough we got to at least give some other teams some opportunity to maybe sneak up and, and knock one of these guys off and, and make them, you know, play three or four games to get there. Now I'm after hearing what Bob Bosley said and what some other commissioners have been in talking about. I'm not so sure that that's even the case. I, I, I think that they're almost to the point where, they're satisfied with the product they have. There's no sense of urgency because the TV contract goes, you know, for three or four more years. And why do we have to, why do we have to be in a hurry to do something? And in their eyes, 
you know, the old adage is if, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And to them, it ain't broke right now. Well, no, particularly for the SEC. Well, yeah. Why in the world would they want to do anything? They've got two teams in the, in the dance, and they've done that before. And, and they'll do it again. Under this format. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Under this format, they will. Uh, it, it sounds like those that are, that are getting theirs don't want to do anything, and those that are not getting theirs want to see, want to see change. Uh, and the conferences that want to see the change are the ones that are on the cusp of, you know, having a team in the college football playoffs. And if it's a 12-team playoff, even if it's an 18-team playoff, they have a chance. As long as it's a 14-team playoff, there's conferences out there that don't have a chance. And, and I still believe that there's only two teams in the Big 12 that have an opportunity to get in the college football playoff. I don't care what the situation is. Those two will get an invitation unless it's very, very – extraordinary for for one of the other teams and those two teams are leaving they're going to the big boy conference so let me ask you this because i think you and i are about to disagree if if oklahoma state would have beat baylor in the big 12 championship game would they have propelled pat cincinnati and been that number four spot you said only two from this league is going and i don't think they would have well i do because I think they would have much rather have a Big 12 program in there than – I think they were looking for every reason to push Cincinnati out the door. Uh, I, I, I don't, you know, of course, we don't know that. That's just speculation in, 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 a, in our opinion. But I, do, I truly believe that they, they didn't want Cincinnati in their party. I, I don't think they did either. I, and I think they would have much. The lesser, but I'm still not convinced that they would have invited Oklahoma State. Well, it's I do, not. I, I think I there's only two teams in this league that have an opportunity, and that's Texas and OU, and that's it. Let's see. I think they would have invited Oklahoma State because I think they would have felt that Oklahoma State was the lesser of two evils. At least they were from a uh, a Power Five conference. Well, I think they caved either way. Yeah. So, and, and again, we'll, we'll never. And you know. may be 100 percent right. I mean, they may have caved that way. I still think that they caved on Cincinnati. I still am, I, I did not believe that Cincinnati was going to get a ticket. I didn't. I just didn't. And they proved me wrong. So, you know, and hats off to them for doing it. But we saw how it ended. <laughs> well, yeah, hats off to them. But <laughs> it's and, a shame, and, but hats off for doing the right thing. It was a 13-0 and football team. Absolutely. And, and if you don't have – if you that's my deal. You know what? I don't – give me any number you want to give me. But make sure that every Division One college football team starts the season in August with a fair and equitable opportunity to play for its national championship. And, well, right and the only now way, we don't. The only way you can do that is open it up to where every conference champion gets in and then you have some at-large bids. Hey, here's a great question on the CNC Collision Center text line, one that uh, I'm not smart enough to answer. At what point does college football violate antitrust monopoly uh, provisions and the NCAA is breaking the law? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, don't, it's their party, I think. But I get what he's saying. I mean, look. No, he's probably not wrong. I just don't know how that works. No, I, I agree. It, there's, they're, they've got a little circle of friends that they want in this deal. It, and it, <laughs> it, well, it, look, it goes back to one thing. It's, it's, it's money. 
Right. Yeah, I, I get it. It's it's television ratings. It's all kinds of things. You know, there's you know, look, it's about TV. Who's going to sell the most tickets? And who's going to put the most eyeballs on TV? Sets? Well, and see, and I think it's more of the latter. I, I think television drives this thing more than anything. I, I mean, because look, your TV contracts. If if the ratings aren't great, then the next time you negotiate, guess what? That network's not going to want to write that bigger check. But those go hand in hand too. You have to sell out the stadium to get the ratings too. And, and I, I I feel like that you know that's that's my argument on why there's only two teams in the Big 12 that get into it because they're the ones that are going to fill the bleachers. It's not just necessarily the ones that are going to put eyes on TV, which you're right, 100%. That's That goes into it immensely. But I also believe that they want to sell those tickets. They want the stadium full. They want the parking lot full. They want to sell the concessions, everything that goes into it. That's a big accountability to it, and that's why they go for the big boys is because they want to fill the stadium. See, and I think, I think that if if a Oklahoma State or a Baylor uh, ever got into that party, I think that they'd close the town and, and you know and, and and go there and and get there and be a part of it. I, I again, I I think it's more, and you know, I disagree here, and that's fine. I, I think it's more about television, the television contract. I think the television contract drives the train. It's 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 the it's the engine on the train, and you know, look, and they're going to meet Saturday, and unfortunately, I think they're going to walk out of there with having met Saturday. I think that's going to be your end result. We met again, and we have no results uh, other than we can't agree. And, and at some point, when does that? At some point, you got to agree on something because eventually. This deal is going to run out, and you're going to want a deal in place long before this deal runs out. Well, it, it, the dangerous thing is, what if ESPN ups up and say, "Hey, we'll we'll go ahead and renew, but you need to stay at four teams." Well, and that may that may be the case, and it may happen. I mean, we don't know. We're not in the room with the conversation, so I don't know if they do that. It's never going to move. I think television, and when it, I say it would television, be, it would, it's if, ESPN. I mean, if it if it is the driving force, if television is a driving force, then it would behoove them to open it up to a 12-team, to a 16-team, because now those bowl games that get just a few eyes on them turn into all the eyes on them because every one of those games means something. It's an opportunity to play for a national championship, and the viewership goes up immensely. If that's what drives it, then that narrative will change it to a bigger playoff system. Look at, the, look at March Madness. At one point, it was 36 well, teams. And, and Everybody's just, sick on Thursday. Yeah. Everybody takes the day off. They go to the sports bar. It's thirty. It started as 36 teams, and now we're at 68? 68, which is... Uh, yeah, I know, but wh- why is that? Because the television. Television! That's what I'm saying. If, 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 if television is truly the driving force, and you think that these other teams have an opportunity to get in because of television, which, you know and I respectfully disagree, I think it's the ticket sales, but if that's the true driving force, then it would, again, it would be advantage television to open it up to where these bowl games are not meaningless. They mean something because that's where you attach these playoff games to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl or wherever you want to put it. It doesn't matter which bowl games you pick, but you know you could pick any of them, and they're a playoff all of a sudden. That doubles the viewership. 
immediately. I don't care who's in it. And that is why I believe ESPN is encouraging uh, this committee to to talk. ESPN has never said, hey, you know what? We got a contract and we're not talking about it until 2025. They've ne- Have you ever heard that that narrative? Never. No. Heck no. They want it. They, I mean, they've got eyes. There's not enough. There's not enough room on the on the on the check to put the zeros at the end. If you had a college football playoff, Wait, if you had a college, a true college football playoff, not this invitational that they're that they've got going on, but a true college football playoff, man, oh man, you, you're right. Everybody's sick on Thursday in that first. But look at the excitement level that it would generate. And and you know, mid mid season, you're talking about what do we got to do to get in? What do we got to do to get in? You you don't hear that conversation, Harley, because, look, you know the four teams that are getting in or the five or six that are in the conversation, and everybody else is looking for something else to do. Play for a conference championship, which is great, don't get me wrong, but it's not the same. It's I mean, in every other sport on the planet, you start the season, everybody is zero and zero with the same, same opportunity to get to the championship of their sport except for one. And if you don't find that wrong, I, I, then that's your prerogative. But it is, in my opinion, dead wrong, you know, that, that division, not every division one program is created equal. And they're not it, it right now. And they may not all be equal, too, but at least give them an opportunity. But that, that you know what? That's on them. If the opportunity is there and they choose not to take it, that's on them. But you got right now the opportunity is not there. You know it and I know it. 95% of the schools that play Division One college football don't have a chance to get in this, t- in this championship game. They're not going to. Not under this format. 840, 20 away from 9. This is, oh, get all worked up about it. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Third and seven, Diggs matched up with McLaurin. Heineke looking that way. Only heard here. And he throws it out. It's intercepted by DeMarcus Lawrence. All season. Look you big tank. Touchdown, Tank Lawrence. Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Live from Lincoln Financial Field. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Eagles, Saturday after Baylor basketball on ESPN Central Texas. So, I'm a public school teacher, and I'm on my feet all day long. That would be on concrete. The pain would, like, shoot up my heels and just increased from the bottom of my feet up. Then my back started hurting. So, my husband and I were driving, and I went, oh, look, there's a good feet store. I'm greeted by this gal named Mercy. That was a perfect name for her. And the cool thing about the Good Feet store is that you're able to try before you buy. I had free fittings. She was able to fit me with special arch supports. And so I walked around in the store. Within 30 minutes, I started sobbing because I had no pain. Well, if your feet are hurting, do something about it. You don't have to grin and bear it. You need to go to the Good Feet store and get some arch supports. I'm Deidre, and that's my Good Feet story. See how they work for you with a free fitting and test walk at the Good Feet store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. 
So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. Baylor's James Aquino and Melissa Smith have advanced to the midseason top 25 watch list for the John R. Wooden Award. In accordance with Big 12 threshold guidelines, the Baylor women's basketball game with Texas scheduled for this Sunday has been postponed. 26 points by Luka Doncic led Dallas to a 99-82 win over Golden State. The Rockets beat Washington 114-111, and the Spurs top Boston 99-97. The Super Bowl is scheduled to be played at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, but the NFL is considering AT&T Stadium in Arlington as a backup in case COVID issues force a change in plan. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. Eight forty-four. Let's talk to Bryce Cherry, the sports editor of the Waco Tribune Herald. Lots of things to get to. Bryce, good morning, and uh, let let's begin with with college football. We were just having a discussion here this morning. Will we ever ever see a true college football playoff that makes sense? <laughs> uh... I don't have a lot of hope for that. I mean, given that we've never had one in the history of college football. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, you know, they've obviously talked about expanding the CFP, um, you know, to more teams, which that would be, you know, uh, welcomed by everyone, I think, you know, media, fans, uh, the schools themselves. But, you know, it's kind of one of those things where uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Why is it, in your opinion, that this committee can't get there? It doesn't appear that they can get there, that everybody has their own agenda. Man, uh, another great question. I don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think college football has always been um, resistant to change, um, <clears throat> maybe more so than really any other any other sport out there. I mean, uh, you know, you think baseball is stuck in the mud? Nah. <laughs> College football, um, you know, they they like things the way they've always been. And and so I think that's part of it. But, um, you know, there's factors that they, they have to look at and, and work through, obviously. But uh, I, still, I still believe it can be done, especially to me one of the best arguments for um, having a playoff is the fact that um, you do it at the D2 and D3 levels. I mean, obviously, there's, you know, there's playoff games at those other other uh, levels, 
and they still have to go to school and do all that kind of thing too. So, yeah. Uh, final thought on football Saturday night uh, was was a great night in New Orleans for for Baylor fans and in the Baylor football program. I mean, it was it, it was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, big big day for for Baylor athletics. Honestly, uh, we were kind of debating it a little bit. Uh, late in the evening after uh, kind of finishing up our stories and stuff, um, wondering if it was the single greatest day in Baylor athletics in terms of like multiple sports doing things. And obviously you had Baylor basketball, you know, uh, winning a big top 10 game on the road at Iowa State earlier in the day. And then, you know, you have the football team go out and, win the Sugar Bowl convincingly. I mean, I thought, uh, you know, the defensive performance that they put on was just uh, lights out. Um, you know, 10 sacks. Uh, they just, uh, Ole Miss really never never did much all game offensively, and that's a testament to, you know, just how dominant Baylor was. They, they took everything uh, that Ole Miss does well away from them. Bryce, when you look at – the starting and stopping in college basketball, how much does that hinder Baylor as they're trying to hang on to this number one ranking and, and just not be able to roll and be consistent in the schedule and everything else because of not knowing what might happen at any time in the Big 12? I don't think it hinders them any more than it hinders anyone else. I mean, I think it's just bad for everybody. I mean, uh, you know, COVID is something that, you know, we – uh, had to deal with these last two years and obviously it it pops up and it affects you know scheduling in a big way a lot of times and um, it's annoying and you know I mean obviously you know what can you do about it other than just go through the protocols get healthy get back out on the court um, and you know the you know, Baylor women right now are dealing with that. I mean, in terms of having, you know, back-to-back games postponed, I think, you know, you're going to see this throughout college basketball the rest of the season, you know, where these kind of – because right now we're just sort of in this wave of, of cases. Um, you know, I don't know what the answer is. I will say this. Okay, I'm no doctor or anything, but – we may have to get to the point in this country where um, if we have asymptomatic players taking on other asymptomatic players, we just let them play, you know? I mean, essentially, you're talking about healthy people uh, playing a game. And so um, we may have to get to that point. Talking with Bryce Cherry, the uh, sports editor of the Waco Tribune Herald. Bryce, let's get to uh, some local stuff. Uh, what what a great night the other night at Waco ISD uh, Stadium uh, as uh, the late Mike Chapman was inducted into the uh, Waco ISD Hall of Fame. Man, it was it was really uh, cool. Um, obviously, his whole family was there, and um, it, just a special night. I mean, uh, I was. Uh, kind of down there before the ceremony, and um, Ed Trocom was kind of showing me different things they had inside the, the field house there. Um, you know, obviously his his picture up on the wall to go with everyone else in the in the Hall of Fame, and 
uh, what an illustrious class. I mean, you, you just you look at the faces up on the, that wall and and you just think, man, you know, Wake RST really has produced uh, some incredible athletes and coaches. Um, and, but they they have some some other things for Mike. You know, there's a kind of a a life size, um, you know, caricature, I guess, of him holding a state championship trophy and. And then he's got uh, some other plaques, you know, for, for other Hall of Fames that he's uh, been recently inducted into. The Tasco Hall of Fame uh, inducted him, you know, last November. Um, so it was it was really special, and uh, you know, just a, a fun night for um, for soccer. I mean, uh, it was the really the first regular season matches for for Lake Ohio University. The season officially started on Monday, but uh, they were playing their first games on Tuesday, and um, university, you know, really uh, showed itself well. The girls won, and then the boys were trailing uh, most of the match, and then got a late goal to tie it. And uh, I was kind of sweating that. I think I think we were going to overtime. Fortunately, I guess maybe uh, early regular season they they opted to just have a tie, so I was fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce basketball getting kicked back up after the holiday break. Is there what are the teams to watch uh, in the area right now? Oh man, I mean, t- two of them uh, that I think will play week after next uh, for the first time will be uh, the La Vega Boys and the Conley Boys. I mean, uh, both of them state ranked right now. Both of them playing well. Both of them coming off uh, tournament wins. I think Conley won the Franklin tournament maybe over the Christmas break, and La Vega won the Cameron tournament. Um, and, uh, yeah, just loaded with, with great basketball players, great athletes. Um, uh, yeah, that that one's going to be fun when, when those two teams meet, and I think both have a chance to get to, you know, depending on how the, the bracket falls and all that, have a chance to get to the regional tournament. Um, you know, later in the year. So that that's one I'm eagerly anticipating uh, down the road. But, uh, but yeah, we've got some good teams all across the board. The Vegas girls are good. Um, if you go a little further out, Fairfield girls are, are excellent. I mean, they've made uh, two years ago one state, last year lost in the state final, um, and they still have a lot of those girls uh, hanging around. So they'll, they'll make another run as well. Bryce, as always, it is a pleasure, man. We appreciate your time this morning, and as always, uh, what what do you got coming up uh, in over the next couple of days in the in the uh, trip? Yeah, so uh, we've got basketball coverage. Uh, I think I'm headed out to Lorena on Friday night to cover Lorena and West. Uh, that should be fun. And then um, John Werner will have. Uh, a Baylor football wrap-up, kind of season wrap-up story, just looking at the season as a whole and sort of also, um, you know, looking ahead a little bit in terms of, you know, what they've got coming back. And obviously this week has been big in terms of guys either, you know, committing to, to come back or to declare for the NFL draft. And so, um, yeah, we'll, we'll explore some of that on Sunday. And I suspect on Monday you'll have the uh... – the uh, coaches for the uh, for the Victory Bowl. 
Yeah, they're announcing those on, on Sunday, and so that'll be fun. And, and they're adding basketball this year for the first time. So um, pretty cool. Ben Johnson and his group have done a tremendous job with that program, haven't they? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, uh, I remember, you know, not to go down too far of a rabbit hole, but uh, when Ben uh, – I, I wrote a column many years ago saying, man, we need to have a super syntax all-star game, a football game, you know. Hmm. But I was like, somebody needs to come along and make this happen because just, I'm just the idea guy. And Ben called me that week. He was pretty new on the scene then and – uh, and was like, you're reading my mind. Can I can I meet with you? Do you have ideas? <laughs> you know, and I was like, sure, I'll yeah. And so uh, we actually had the first draft at the trib, um, and I, I was I sat in on it. That was funny too, man. It was you know like Johnny Tusa and and uh, Mark Bell and uh, yeah, it was great. You know, just watching that whole process, and and here they are, you know. Uh, 13 years later, like you said, Ben does an incredible job just with that whole victory bowl that just keep, keeps getting bigger and better. As always, Bryce, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk, we'll see you later. That is Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune Herald. It's 855. Uh, one final quick note here before we leave. You know, we mentioned Dan Reeves is passing the uh, former Cowboy and Cowboy assistant and then went on to be the head coach of, of Denver and Atlanta. Well, Ralph Neely, one of the uh, one of the great offensive linemen for the Cowboys, has also passed away at the age of seventy eight. Uh, Thirteen years with the Cowboys from sixty five to seventy seven, and played in not one but five Super Bowls with the Dallas Cowboys. How impressive is that? So, uh, Ralph Neely uh, has passed away at the age of seventy eight. Uh, that is going to do it for us. Thanks for being a part of the program. Don't forget John Morse coming up at 3. Matt Mosley's here at 4, and we'll be back in the morning at 7 a.m. with the finally Friday edition of Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. We first opened the doors of Jeff Hunter Toyota in 1990 and have become the premier Toyota dealership in Waco. We offer a full selection of new Toyota models, have a vast inventory of pre-owned vehicles. There's a state-of-the-art service and body shop with factory-trained technicians and a full-line parts department. Stop by and see Kyle Tumlinson or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Ruth Top Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. Baylor's James Aquino and Melissa Smith have advanced to the midseason top 25 watch list for the John R. Wooden Award. In accordance with Big 12 threshold guidelines, the Baylor women's basketball game with Texas scheduled for this Sunday has been postponed. 26 points by Luka Doncic led Dallas to a 99-82 win over Golden State. The Rockets beat Washington 114-111, and the Spurs topped Boston 99-97. The Super Bowl is scheduled to be played at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, but the NFL is considering AT&T Stadium in Arlington as a backup in case COVID issues force a change in plan. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas.
The Baylor women back on the road in Big 12 play headed to Norman to take on Oklahoma on Wednesday. 5.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 6 p.m. tip-off Wednesday. This season, join Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm for Baylor women's basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all of your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. I think I took my eye off the road for literally a split second, and uh, I crashed my car. And about five minutes later, the officer showed up, started doing the field sobriety tests, read me my rights, and put me in the car. I spent $17,000. My freedom was taken away, you know, for that few couple of hours that you're having fun. I mean, it's going to affect you not only for a couple of years, but, I mean, more than likely for the rest of your life. I just hope nobody else makes the same mistakes. 